<laughs> yeah, I told myself I'm trying to calm down. <laughs> trying to slow down. I'm trying to calm down. I'm trying to lay down. And I'm trying to be down. <laughs> uh, this is Odin. Odin loves you. And Odin certainly does love you and uh, very much appreciates uh, any anyone who's on that love mission. Spread love, be loved, be loved now. Uh, one thing I, <laughs> I realized just before uh, uh, recording this was this, this, most, <laughs> this might be the most attentive audience that <laughs> I've ever come across. So uh, I, uh, I hope this is a good one. Yeah, I, I feel it's a good episode. You know, I really enjoy talking about Hawaii. My current experience of volunteering on this coffee farm uh, has been really fantastic. I'm working my ass off, <laughs> like, you know, pretty intensely, uh, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, my body is feeling, feeling really refreshed with the, the fresh vegetables and clean air and being able to live from the land and yeah it's been healing it's been a he very healing time for me i know this time um can be healing or can be traumatizing for us all right now <laughs> and i i'm very fortunate and to be in a position to be in hawaii and to be within a, a nurturing hug of um kalima <laughs> my beautiful universal god that that hugs me and like really like my belief in that you know whatever we do it's gonna be okay um, and like that not having any more doubt about about that is um, really relieving. <laughs> it's been a really uh, liberating existence being able to dive into uh, the goddess Kali. You know Kali has been somehow I ended up with a, a belly tattoo <laughs> of Kali. That took 40 hours in Thailand, and um, it was, uh, I knew that it was an impactful image, because it was terrifying to me. <laughs> uh, and like, the I'm, I'm going to get into, I'm going to do a whole Kali podcast, because I'm like obsessed right now, and I love to, to download it out there to the universe, and to express why Kali Ma is so important. But for this episode, <laughs> uh, I wanted to focus on um, the challenging trip that we're in. You know, we're in a, uh, in a very challenging existence, you know, and we're given time and space to explore what kind of person that we want to be on the, on the other end of this experience. So, yeah, this episode is encouraging people to take the conscious road, you know, and to be very deliberate with every action. Discipline is freedom. Discipline is bliss you know, and really, you know, being truthful and real with ourselves to what our true nature and what our true reality is. Because in one, in one reality, we're a god, <laughs> and in another reality, we're less than nothing. And somewhere in between, there's a really, really juicy and beautiful um, physical reality that we can tap into, I believe. And it's just uh, around the corner for us all. <laughs> I truly believe as long as we you know, put that intention out there into the world and to you know do the practice and do the work and to allow ourselves to come back to our Buddha nature, it's always and forever available. So one thing I want to start <laughs> start doing is uh, is dares. 
Um, there's, I, I did a, a book recently called Truth Dare Gaze, which I can't even remember if I did a podcast about that. I need to, you know, tighten up on that. So, so Truth Dare Gaze is available on, excuse me, Rooster. <laughs> Truth Dare Gaze is available on Amazon right now. And it's a, uh, a Truth or Dare game that's encouraging um, individuals and couples and others to uh, explore eye-gazing and um, intentional dares to push us into a more conscious realm. So I wanted to do a conscious dare um, to everyone listening and you know, feel free to tell me how it goes or, or not. <laughs> Reach out however you see uh, fitting to uh, tell me about your experience. Um, but the dare I want to um, put out there to the world today is to sit in the mirror, sit cross-legged or however um, allows you to breathe naturally, sitting tall, and look into the mirror and say, I am you, you are me, and we are one. And you can do that for two to five to ten minutes and have um, a really profound experience and create a uh, energetic channel that allows you know um, you know thoughts to to dissipate and to get into the flow and to allow ourselves to be in a um, a natural state of, exi- of existence and be be truly free. So that is and always is available. So the dare, um, sit in front of a mirror and either do a, do a chant or do a mantra, look, in the, look yourself in the eye and say, I am you, you are me, we are one. And the more advanced version of this would be doing that with a partner. Uh, doing that with a partner, looking in the, the partner's left eye, which is the gateway of the soul. And look into your partner's left eye and say, I am you, you are me. We are one. And I truly believe <laughs> that if we do that enough, it will slowly get out. If we, like, if we slowly got around to every single person, we would, we would, get, to, we would get to a threshold to where um, who we are one with was more so than who we were not in touch with. So the, the minority would become the majority, and majority of us would be um, aware that we are all one <laughs> and we're all in this together. So, uh, as much as feels natural of doing that mantra or saying that, um, in a, in front of a mirror or with your eyes closed, sitting cross-legged, sitting tall, laying down on a tree in a, <laughs> in a train, holding a baby, you know, like whatever feels natural. Um, just try to, you know, um, I'm just encouraging a dare of, um, you know, processing the, the idea that we are all one. And whatever feels natural to explore that, there are tools available, <laughs> I'll say. All right, guys, as always, yeah, um, uh, books are available on Amazon, Meditate or Die, Ghost Army, um, Yum Yum Coloring Book is super fun. Um, Truth Dare Gaze is um, a very recent project I'm super excited about. And, and it's very much in the beta kind of testing phase. So I, will, I want people to buy it, give me feedback, and I'll be able to update it and to revise it and to make it a bit more tight. And um, yeah, listening, looking forward to hearing about everyone's dares and how they go. And um, 
let me know. I love <laughs> would love to hear your results. Much love to you all, and can't wait to see you soon. Bye-bye. All right, all right, all right. And aloha <laughs> from Hawaii. Oh, man. Staying positive out here. <laughs> oh, man. I got to say, guys, I'm not trying to blow up Hawaii in any way because I think everyone's aware, but it's the dopest. I wanted to, to take some time to talk about my experience so far in Hawaii and not in a, a ruse to get everyone to move to Hawaii immediately. That'd be a terrible idea. Do not do that. Um, but just to highlight some of the very beautiful practices and ways of life that I'm seeing here in Hawaii, it's really inspiring. One of the, uh, the most, uh, I guess, delicious things <laughs> in my current situation is that I am uh, volunteering on a coffee farm. So I have some fresh uh, brewed Kona coffee here uh, from the beans that surround, and um, it's delicious. Hawaii is uh, a plethora of tasty treats, really. <laughs> I mean, everything grows here. You know, mangoes, cashews, dragon fruits guava i mean it's just a, a total delight and you know another thing that i'm super amazed um about about the quality and the you know just the sheer veracity of, of where it's offered is ahi tuna there's fucking ahi tuna everywhere you look in like for a very fair and reasonable price and like the best in the world i imagine <laughs> it's just the dopest so yeah my experience in Hawaii so far has been, um, yeah, pretty epic. You know, like I, I am very far removed from the the current pandemic and able to operate in a way that um, you know that still allows me to like maintain some semblance of a, a normal life. Um, I'm volunteering on this coffee farm in um, the mountains of Kona, uh, Big Island, Hawaii. And it's magical and it's beautiful. I'm I'm also extremely isolated, and you'll hear <laughs> the roosters uh, howling, and um, peacocks are in the area, and there's these amazing frogs that you're hearing behind me right now, and it's uh it's just uh heaven on earth, honestly, you know. And um, I'm very thankful to be able to spend this very intense time of of growth. Um, and expansion in a place that uh, is so nurturing. I feel like um, a warm hug from this place, um, just being here. And I very much appreciate it. Um, sorry, coffee break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Hawaii in general, they have uh, just a general sense of connection to nature that a majority of us, more majority of us in the mainland um, do not experience. You know, very similar to our um, Native Americans in the mainland, you know, the Hawaiians have a deep appreciation of nature and of love and of unity and the idea that we are all one and we are all in this together <laughs> and trying to figure it out symbiotically rather than separate from any form of duality. You know, and the, the duality that tears us apart 
is one that doesn't acknowledge the, the truth that's within. And that truth comes from practices and ways of living that, you know, uh, water the seeds of love and compassion rather than the seeds of, of fear and distrust. And it's a challenging time to, you know, be in this, you know, positive um, modality that we are all going through this very challenging and um, necessary trip <laughs> that we're on right now. And uh, having the confidence to know that we'll get on the other side and be better for it, you know. Same with really any challenging trip. And I've had, I've had a few. Yeah, I had a challenging trip on mushrooms um, a handful of years ago where I shoved them in my mouth in a very unconscious way, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and I put them in my mouth and I told the mushrooms to do their absolute worst, that I could handle anything. <laughs> oh man, which sounds really, really absurd at the moment. And uh, I was just riding high uh, and my ego was very, very full and very healthy at the moment. And um, <laughs> I feel like I could handle anything. And the curveball that the mushrooms threw at me was experiencing all the pain and heartache as no matter how small or how big that I have induced in my life and showing showing that and tangibly feeling that in my body rolling around on a couch for four hours crying. <laughs> That was my, my, my profound, challenging trip. And in, in that moment, I truly realized and felt what the impacts of my actions were in a tangible way. Very similar to, this is dating me, but there's an older movie called Powder. And in Powder, this young man has this ability to be able to grab onto a deer carcass right after a hunter has shot him. And grab the hunter and show the hunter what the deer the deer is feeling, you know. And I, I felt incredibly, <laughs> incredibly uh, in, a, in a very lucid way of how my actions have impacted others um, and how that had how that, how that made them feel, you know. And that was a very challenging trip that I needed to endure and I needed to see to be able to you know, evolve to the next level of understanding and understanding that we are all one and we are all into this together. And any pain I cause to you is causing pain to me. <laughs> and and that, that's the simple truth of it all, you know? And that's something that here in the Hawaiian culture, they uh, very much acknowledge and respect. Just walking around here, I, fe I feel the love, yeah, as a, as a, a palpable, palpable, you know, transmission of energy in the air. You know, hitchhiking is really common here. I mean, if you're on the road and like you are, you're not waiting long to get picked up. You know, um, somebody in the, in the handful of cars uh, more than likely is going to pick you up unless you're a particularly scary individual. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I mean, like, and, and as you're walking around, everyone's giving them the sh each other the shocker. You know, like you know. Um, Hang loose symbol, <laughs> I guess it is. 
Everyone's hanging loose, man. I appreciate it. I'm hanging real loose here. Um, it's fantastic, you know, and like, yeah, you know, pe the people here are just very welcoming and very um, nurturing, I'd say, you know, and I've only had a very limited experience. I've been on the island for two weeks now and uh, mostly volunteering on this farm and only going in town for supplies. Um, but it has been a very enlightening two weeks, you know, and it has shown me a way of life that um, I've been searching for. You know, for a long time, I've been traveling around the world trying to find, you know, a balanced existence that allows me to be uh, as true to my nature as possible. And I feel that Hawaii is allowing that to be a uh, possible reality now, which is um, exciting to say the least. <laughs> yeah, and this, and, this, and this excitement is also um, a bit of fear, and and that and that fear, the only fear I have right now is what if everything works out. <laughs> You know, like, what if it all, it's all perfect? You know, what if it's all happening just as it should and just as it, it has to for us to be in this, you know, cert, certain situation, you know? And, and what if that's reality? What if that is the only reality is that, you know, there is no um, other, there is no duality. There is only us. There's only you and I. We are one. And, you know, trying to process that has been so challenging you know how trying to process the idea that we are one organism we are in this universal cosmic egg of sorts you know and just permeating together and uh, ideally you know working in symmetry you know and like combining our geometries together to create a unified geometry and that's something that i came across recently that i've been trying to <laughs> process and um, is this unified geometry theory that Eric Weinstein, Weinstein or Weinstein, it's a bizarre this guy's name's Weinstein or Weinstein, and like, and he is doing his best to combine, combine, combine Einstein's theory of relativity and this other dude's theory, I think he's a German guy, Boris, um, quantum field theory, some nonsense. Anyways, what this Weinstein character did was took a piece out of each theory, uh, out of the quantum theory, the quantum theory and the theory of relativity, took one piece out of each and then combined them together and created a unified theory, like a, a theory of geometry where like everything is flowing perfectly. <laughs> somehow, somehow it, it, it all works and it all works on this like multidimensional 14 plane existence. And on this 14-plane existence, like every every area of math, I guess this is gonna be. <laughs> please watch the Weinstein interview for the explanation. This is my very rudimentary way of explaining it, as I understand it, is that on this plane of existence that we're living in, it's it's all everything's surrounded by a circle. So there's a dimension of every angle going out towards the circle. So instead of just measuring, you know, space and time, he's measuring, you know, the, the rulers that he's using to, so he, his example is he put four different objects on a table, right? You can measure those objects by up and down, left and right, latitude, longitude, east, west, north, south, 
And you can also measure those objects um, in a sphere. Each one contains its own sphere, and each sphere has an angle going out to the other. And if you add up those angles, and using the protractors and the rulers that make up those angles, you get 14. <laughs> and this is just a, a, a brief introduction to what this like theory means. But the theory means is that you know we are all one. And we are also experiencing this form of duality where one hand is drawing the other, where like my you know, actions influence another action's reality, and that action's reality influences my reality, and we're all connected. So it's, it's very much like a, a yin and yang symbol as well, as I'm thinking about it. You know, imagine if like Einstein's theory is yin and this Boris dude's theory is yang, and each piece has a small um contrast to it it's, it's mind-boggling <laughs> um but what, what he's saying is that we're living in this four is 14th dimensional plane and that we can, we can choose whatever dimension that we want to tap into to a certain extent as we can understand it so for instance if one practices uh, heart opening you know through cacao ceremonies or through any kind of intentional practice you know, you're going to follow a dimension into um, opening your heart and ideally open yourself more to love. If one consumes, say, <laughs> traditional media and yeah, is filled, filled full of fear, then they're going to live in this fearful reality where everything is bad and, you know, there is no hope. You know, so we have the opportunity to choose from this multitude of realities to tap into whatever reality resonates within us. And I think that's the really, the main takeaway from the theory is that there is more than just two dimensions, time and space, to uh, the world that we're living in. There's um, apparently 14. <laughs> it's really interesting. You know, I, I just listened to the talk twice now, once yesterday, once today, and yesterday, I listened to it um, very <laughs> uh, serendipitously. Um, um, the first time I had um, smoked cannabis in two weeks, so I've been, you know, doing my best to fast from cannabis, really smoking it in the past two weeks, and I finally scored some, and um, I inhaled uh, an entire half of a joint uh, the first time in two weeks, and I was fairly, fairly feeling amazing <laughs> for a while. I was cutting bamboo down in a bamboo forest and having the time of my life, calling all my homies, just wanted to hear just wanted to hear their voice. And um, it was magical. And it just so happened during that time is exactly the time when this theory and, and it's like there's a this is a three hour long talk with Joe Rogan. And the last forty minutes of the talk is this theory. So right as like I'm peeking on this, you know, from this like have had this joint for the first time in two weeks, I hear this theory <laughs> that like totally boggled my mind, and it was like the perfect time for me to hear it because I was just open enough, you know, with the cannabis to be able to like really try to wrap my head around these concepts because they are like very airy and heady concepts that are you know really you know you know challenging for us to us cavemen to fathom and understand and i love the, the analogy that people use to uh to kind of 
lay out what um, <laughs> trying to describe the psychedelic experience is, you know, and like how they what what analogy they use is that imagine if you place a caveman into from the Neolithic period into New York City and asked him to describe to his homies <laughs> back back in uh, his his you know current time to describe what New York City was like for him. You know, like, and it's, it's totally ineffable. You know, he can't fathom the buildings and the cars and the sidewalk and the lights and, <laughs> like, like, he, like, it's a, for, like, clothes. You know, like, for him, all these things are, like, so beyond his comprehension that this bro can't even wrap his head around New York City. You know, and, like, and that's very similar to these theories. These, like, really intense theories or the psychedelic experience, you know, going, you know, past threshold with any kind of substance, you can get into these ethereal realms and have communications with potentially other beings, you know, and all the, to balance out my bad trip story, um, I had a, one of the best, and um, one of the most amazing trips of my life recently also, you know, so I, I am, I am, I am not, you know, denouncing or um, supporting anyone using psychedelics in any way. From my experience, though, I've had both good and bad experiences, and both experiences have helped me heal myself in various ways. And this good experience I had was recently, right before going to um, Burning Man in Spain, me and my two friends um, that I met at a Tantra course in Chiang Mai, we traveled in Vietnam together, and we were um, hanging out in Spain together, and we rented this villa that was about an hour away from the uh, the festival. So before the festival, we spent you know, like 10 days <laughs> in this villa, just like getting up, doing yoga, having like a two hour long brunch, and then reading and writing afterwards, going to the, the river to skinny dip, you know, like it was, it was magical, you know, it was the most magical experience. And then I went to Burning Man in Spain. <laughs> Anywho, the, 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 the first night, uh, before the festival, we felt like we needed to get ourselves, you know, a bit more loosened up for the festival because the festival is one of the most intense experiences. <laughs> I, I can, that's a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother podcast we'll have to get into with them. Um, oh, I can't, that'd be a really, really fun podcast to talk about um, Burning Man with them afterwards. Maybe we'll do that soon. Um, hopefully in person. Yeah, but so we were on the balcony, and one of the, the gentlemen I was with uh, very graciously offered me some psilocybin mushrooms, and I took them. It was around three, three and a half grams um, that we all took, and we all sat there out on the balcony, and we had a very profound experience. <laughs> well, speaking for me personally, I personally had a very profound experience and I was meditating on the moon and the, the moon was full that night and I was sitting there or as full as I could you know possibly tell I was sitting there meditating on it and I fell in love with the moon <laughs> it was beautiful yes uh, fell in love with the moon and like out of the moon came this this deity as being and came down and we hung out and we partied. <laughs> and this like, deity came down 
and he's like a total bro. He's like, I was like, oh man, you're a, you're a bro just like me. He's like, and then, <laughs> like, I'm not calling myself a bro, but I, I like some <laughs> in some areas are very much a bro. But me and this fucking bro, for lack of a better term, um, hung out together and just had a great experience inside my fucking mind and outside my mind and all over my mind. And, <laughs> and it was uh, as profound. And I didn't realize until this this theory is that that could have potentially been my the the duality of my you know god persona i could have been it could have been me in like a god form you know like we could be in the the yang <laughs> of the pie we could be in the, in the dark part <laughs> of the pie and like the 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 yin is the light part you know like the, the god states and um it's very interesting, you know, so I've had both, you know, positive and negative experiences exploring those worlds, and it's really just a matter of attention, you know, like my intention for my challenging experience was being a dickhead, (laughs) and my intention for my positive experience, it was, you know, preparing myself to be as open and as loving as I possibly could be, and the the next week to come for this festival and it was totally <laughs> effective i hung out with god and a version of god or my version of god and uh, we chilled and broke out and like had a great time and um i was better for it you know and that's that's my whole roundabout point getting back to this current pandemic that we're in is that this is a really challenging trip right now you know and we've had a very a, a series of good trips <laughs> for for a fair amount of time you know with a few bad sprinkled in between you know and i think it's pretty fair that we have this time to like you know reevaluate our whole situation and to really rethink about how we want to continue this existence and if you want to do it consciously and you know taking intention to operate in our daily existence by what we eat, what we put on our bodies, where we live, how we live, you know, who we live with, who we surround ourselves with. If, that, if we want to live consciously, that is, that is available. That is a, a dimension of reality that is available. And from my experience, um, short and amateur experience of exploring consciousness very intentionally, it's profound. You know, like I am just getting to a place to where a lot of hard work is culminating and it's like it's hard to process. And it's hard to process the idea that I may be stable for a while (laughs) and like be in a solid place and be able to really dig in, you know, and rather than trying to plan my next move, I can plan my my next move spiritually, you know, and like how do I want to evolve and how do I want to be present in this reality and how do I want to share you know, and this, and this is like one of the versions that allows me to share you know, my experiences. And I very much appreciate everyone who takes the time to, to listen to these experiences. And I will do my best to explore as intentionally, as um, consciously as I can to report back any findings, um, whether they may be relevant to anyone's existence or not. So I very much appreciate that. So. And in closing, <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> uh, now, I was listening to Jack Cornfield recently, and he was talking about Thich Nhat Hanh. And they're both, 
Jack Kornfield and Thich Nhat Hanh are both spiritual leaders and, you know, and some semblances uh, a guru, you know, in, in their field because they've been practicing so intentionally for so long. And there are two very inspiring humans. But Jack was reading one of Thich Nhat Hanh's quotes by saying, this is not an exact quote, this is like a, a really rough rendition of, um, we can water whatever seeds, the, 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 the whole farm and garden full of seeds and full of weeds. <laughs> and we can choose to water, you know, whatever seeds we choose. We can choose the seeds of love and the love of gratitude and the love of peace and um, attunement and, you know, you know, being as conscious with our decisions as possible. Or we can, you know, allow the weeds to grow and fester of fear and of doubt and of disappointment and of, you know, being out of touch with, you know, our conscious reality. Being totally unconscious to the point that we're being drug along in the river of, of the flow rather than floating very relaxed <laughs> in the flow and allowing ourselves to be relaxed and allowing ourselves to be free so i will leave with that i love you all very very much and very much look forward to seeing you all as soon as life allows and much love to anyone and everyone out there and spread love and be love and allow yourself to be in love <laughs> Bye!